the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. Cranberry Radio proudly presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, chief storyteller at Styled Retail, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up an article from Josh Ginsburg from Marketing CPG Consumer Package Goods for those of you who want to know. This is in media post, um, he threw out a word that I thought was really, really interesting. He calls it pre-tail. Pre-tail. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. But apparently it's a new new buzzword that's going around in the CPG category. It actually refers to the entire journey of a shopper before they reach the point of purchase. Uh, we heard Google had a different name for it a number of years ago. There's just different names going around. But right now, apparently, pre-tail is the word of the day. Apparently, 60 to 70% of purchase decisions are made at retail. That leaves another 30 to 40% that's made prior to anyone ever walking in the store. So how do you make sure that your brand, your product, makes that shopping list before consumers shop? Well, Josh is recommending several things. One, you want to show the value of by providing a utility. So in other words, when you're sending out emails or other intercepts to potential customers, you want to offer advice or tools, a reason to interact with the brand early and often so that you're top of mind when they're ready to purchase. Go where they're already shopping. So there's a lot of uh, social channels, bloggers uh, that consumers use to kind of do their research prior to walking in the store. Pinterest, as we know, is a big one. According to eMarketer, 93% of Pinterest visitors are looking for those ideas um, so that they can go in and buy. So make sure that you're there. You're showing up in those destinations. Offer an incentive for trial and loyalty. These are, you know, coupons, uh, digital coupons that are downloadable, um, for example. Create some pre-launch buzz. We all know you need to seed uh, your product or service to kind of get people aware of it, maybe drive some excitement before you start to bombard them with messages. So you might ask your customers to sign up to get um, exclusive offers or maybe um, get your product in the hands of an influencer who can advocate for them. Um, You know, this would be an influencer that their word is very trustworthy with your target audience. So those are just some things to keep in mind. But I thought you'd like to know about pre-trial. Our purse profile today is a product professional. This is a woman who's focused on her career, but trying to achieve some balance as much as she can in her life. She's around 36 years old. 75% of them are college grads. The same number are presently married, employed full-time, with more than 60% of them being parents. They make more than $75,000 a year. Yes, they like to feel fashionable. They feel like their looks are important. Uh, But more than that, you know, they are really focused on their relationships. 
Uh, even though they consider themselves to be a, a bit of a workaholic, they do recognize that life is more than work. And uh, when they do have a little time off, they like to spend it with their family. Their home is very focused, very much a part of their identity. And so they like to spend some money on their home. They enjoy entertaining there and home decor is of great interest to them. They're also looking for environmentally conscious and sustainable products. So uh, what are they buying? Where are they buying? Uh, Calvin Klein and Armani are top designers for these women at retail. They're shopping at Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel, and of course, Target, like everybody else. They're driving BMW, um, Jeep, Audi, and Toyota. If you're a marketer, um, you're going to intersect with her in magazines, cable, and network TV. She gets a lot of her entertainment there, but she gets her information online. So magazines like Real Simple, in Style, Shape, um, Vanity Fair, Cooking Light are all tops with her, as are E, Food Network, Fine Living, TLC, TBS, and Discovery Channel. Well, my guest today knows what it's like to be a product professional. Emily Aries certainly is one. She had a very, very demanding uh, life as a political organizer, and she reached what she says was kind of her burned-out phase. That's when she founded Bossed Up, an innovative personal and professional training organization that helps women craft sustainable careers. Sustainable being the key. What can you truly sustain and, and what would be a kind of that work-life balance juggle that we all have? You may have read Emily Aries' um, articles in RollReboot.org, The Huffington Post, or The Levo League. Or maybe you've even seen her speak um, at corporate events in front of organizations and universities. She's certainly uh, someone to watch, a rising star. In fact, she received the Young Women of Achievement Entrepreneurship from WIN, the Women's Information Network. I'm thrilled to have Emily on the show to talk about how to not get, not to get to the point where you're burned out, and how you can take control of your career to truly make it long-lasting and fulfilling. So stick around. Around, Emily Aries returns in just a moment with Purse Strings. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. 
Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste twenty-five percent of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Cranberry, Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Emily Aries. She's the founder and CEO of Boss Up, which is an innovative personal and professional training organization that helps women craft sustainable careers. Emily would certainly know all about that. She's a political organizer who ended up turning award-winning women's development coach. She's really been focused on helping really dozens, hundreds of women navigate uh, careful career transition and really prevent uh, that burnout that so many of us are susceptible to. I'm thrilled to have Emily on the show. Emily, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight. It's, it is a delight to have you on. You and I first <laughs> met, gosh, a couple of months ago. We were at the same conference, the With It Conference mm-hmm. in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. And you actually took the stage before uh, Kevin Quinn, my partner, and I did. And we just thought you had an amazing um, address to that group of executives um, in the furniture industry, which is why I wanted to have you on. I, I think you're just doing amazing things out there. Um, tell us why you created Bossed Up. Sure. Well, thanks again. It was such a wonderful conference to be there with, with it uh, and to meet you and so many other hardworking women who are trying to make work work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like today, more than ever before, overwhelm and burnout is real. Uh, and ironically, some of the technological advances that were supposed to make our lives easier has made it easier than ever to just work all the time. And that's certainly how I felt when I first got started as a straight out of college, you know, hyperachiever, you know, nerdy, brown-nosing, straight-A student who applied that same skill set of what it took to get an A to life after college. So what that meant for me is that as the youngest state director in the nation, I was uh, tasked with helping President Obama pass policy reforms like health reform. Uh, which was an amazing opportunity to step up into a leadership role at a young age and help others across the state of Rhode Island really organize uh, and train people to take back our country or sort of take charge of our country, I should say, uh, and uh, pass policy reforms that we believed in, so to take collective action uh, to bring about the change that has made lots of people's lives much better. But when applying that skill set of the brown-nosing student, uh, what that meant is I ended up working myself to the bone, right? Because there are no end of the semester in sight. There is no spring break in life after college. So I found myself working into the evening hours pretty much seven days a week. And when I was making time for fun, it was at happy hours or political fundraisers that I was going to. And beyond the fact that I was working all the time, because frankly, I loved that work, 
and I felt really passionate about the work I was doing. But that doesn't mean working all the time is healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I'd also, I'd gone from being a college athlete to not having any regular form of fitness in my life for about three years there. And topping things off, I was in a really toxic and unhealthy relationship with a passionate advocate who uh, worked really hard and, and believed in the same kinds of causes that I was fighting for, uh, but struggled with addiction and alcoholism. And so all of a sudden, you know, I'm in my early 20s just trying to figure out this rocky uh, uphill, you know, climb of getting my stuff together, to put it nicely, um, I found myself burning out. Mm-hmm. And what I realized at my lowest point was that I, I didn't feel like I had any control over my life. And no one was going to guide my career or my life other than me. So I had to learn a new set of skills. And all of this is to, to say in a, a long way, really, I had to learn how to step up as the boss of my own life and my own career and not just uh, perfect and perform and please everyone else around me like we are trained to do very well as students, but instead I needed to get clear on what I wanted and be my own best advocate in going after that. Mm. That's such a compelling story, Emily. I think so many listeners today can relate to that. Mm-hmm. We've all kind of been at that point, I think many of us in our career, where we feel like we've given every ounce of blood and we're still not fulfilled or, you know, we're right. feeling quite right. the opposite. And so, ta-da, bossed up, kind of came <laughs> out of that kind of, you know, pain, yeah. if you will. And you've made it your life focus to help mm-hmm. other women determine what's next for them. Talk about how you do that. Exactly. Great question. So, I created Bossed Up because it's really the community that I needed back in those dark days. And it took a long time to get here, right? It took me compiling uh, experts and the latest in social science to put together really effective, practical, tactical, research-driven training programs that can help people go from burnt out to bossed up and feeling that sense of agency over your own life. So what that looks like in reality and what that looks like in practice is that we have a really innovative online community at bossedup.org where women can join for free an online accountability group that we have, get tons of resources around how to advance their careers without sacrificing their health and happiness along the way, which shouldn't be a radical concept, but I think for some reason it still is. And our flagship training program, which is still the most impactful and popular thing we offer, is a weekend-long uh, really interactive and intimate training program called Bossed Up Boot Camp, where we bring together experts ranging from, you know, learning how to get clear on your vision and become an assertive communicator and an excellent negotiator to a love and relationship clinical psychologist who also mm-hmm. brings that expertise to the table, a fitness class, a professional head chef photographer, an expert on mindfulness and happiness. We really run the gamut so that in one weekend you can get clear, you can get confident on how you're going to make your vision a reality and leave with the tools and community that you need to persevere in those critical months that come after this one weekend, right? We can't transform 
your entire reality in one weekend, but we can give you the tools to go home and get after the life and career that you want. Mm, yeah, it sounds like a lot of clarity with a lot of really action-based, you know, yeah. go-forward type of instruction. And I know you just added a new date for Washington, D.C. coming up later this month in September. Yeah, it like. yeah. It's two weeks away, basically. Yeah. It's amazing. We've got, we're trying to put them on as often as we can. And in the coming year, we're going to really do more to spread beyond the East Coast. I'm based in Washington, D.C. We've had boot camps in New York and Boston and uh, we're really experiencing a lot of amazing community-based growth right now that'll help bring these uh, and make these accessible to more women all over the country. But, you know, we have women coming in from different countries and states from all across the United States and beyond flying in for these weekends because really there's not an equivalent experience out there doing what we're doing. Um, and that, that sort of magical recipe, I think, boils down to getting clarity, courage and community. And that's really what happens at a Boston boot camp. You're going to get clear on the life that you want and the career uh, that will help make that life possible. And uh, you're going to have the courage to make it happen because you're gaining research-driven uh, training, right? Expert-presented mm-hmm. training that actually leaves you with tactical, practical, instantly applicable skills. This is not super fluffy, you know, yeah. mindset-only work. <laughs> And then it's uh, it's that community of accountability that really helps hammer the rest home. And yeah. it makes you leave with this, like, amazingly diverse array of women from all industries and walks of life who are going to help each other for years after that one weekend. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of leads me to my next question, Emily, because you see a lot of women every year. Do you, yeah. uh, and being, of course, in Washington, D.C., which I'm sure is particularly high stress area, do, <laughs> do you see more women in any particular geographic area of the country or industry area burning out more than others? Hmm. Such an interesting question, because I think we have to acknowledge, first and foremost, that the rat race is real, Right, New York City and D.C. and a lot of these high-octane communities um, sort of uh, admire busy, right? Busy is a status symbol in a burnout work culture. But what I also see is that the socioeconomic spectrum is very diverse. So we have a live-in nanny who dropped out of her college program because she was really under so much financial stress that being able to pay her way through college today is impossible for her. And so she was faced with really tough choices about how to spend her time and how to invest in herself and her future when it came down to having very limited financial resources. And in an unjust world, right, in this imperfect country that we still have today that's riddled with bias, that's riddled with injustice. I see that kind of struggle all the time. And, we, and, and that has nothing to do with the rat race of Manhattan, where we see the same kind of pain and a similar sense of helplessness coming from the completely overworked 80 hours a week power attorney who feels completely detached from her family or her friends or feels isolated and, and like she's at the top of her professional game, but is this at all, right? Is this mm-hmm. what she's been working for? Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of, yes, there's an element to this, which is very, you know, burnt out, uh, high achiever. 
But there's also a kind of career path that calls to people who want to make a difference and want to help and almost want to martyr themselves for their careers and for the impact they want to make in this world that leaves us all feeling like we don't necessarily always put our oxygen masks on first, which is troublesome. And Mm -hmm. it's glorified in our in our mm-hmm. very um, sort of sick, I think we have a really mm-hmm. unhealthy economy still with a lot of haves, or a few haves, and a lot of have-nots still. So there's a lot going on here economically, socially, politically, yeah. that make burnout accessible across the socioeconomic spectrum. Yeah, accessible and, to your point, almost uh, championed uh, right, as a as right. a badge of success, or you mm-hmm. know that you're that you're actually doing what you should be doing, and we know that's not true because it has a really horrible mm-hmm. outcome for people. So yeah. I know you've talked with some great examples of people who have kind of achieved that official burnout status, but if you could just give us a few yeah. signs, really clear signs of like. There, there may be listeners today going, well, that sounds like me, but, right. you know, you're like, how do you know when you've, you're burned out? Yeah, so it's such a great question. And what, one thing I want to acknowledge here is that it doesn't have to be this hard either, right? <laughs> like, the beautiful thing is that those of us who want to get ahead and want to get clear on the, of a life and career that we really want and go for it and advocate for ourselves, you don't need to hit burnout before doing so, right? You have permission right now to start taking action and take charge of your life, right? Don't wait a second longer for any more hardship to come your way or anyone else to give you that permission. So you do not have to hit burnout to boss up. That being said, burnout is one of those sort of overused colloquial terms that we tend to use interchangeably with exhaustion, But in reality, it's a clinically diagnosable mental health disorder. Burnout is a much more serious psychological problem that can be a gateway to even more serious things like anxiety disorders and depression, uh, both of which are on the rise, especially amongst millennial women. So burnout is characterized as being a chronic state of stress. It leaves one feeling disengaged, powerless over your outcomes, and feeling really like you don't have much control or agency in your day-to-day life. Uh, And what's really sad is that this new Gallup poll that just came out, a nationwide survey specifically focusing on millennials, found that only 29% of employed millennials feel engaged at work. Mm. So the vast majority of us don't actually feel fully utilized. And we're one of the most uh, unemployed and underemployed segments of the economy as millennials in particular. So that sense of burnout really sets in over time. And one thing that uh, is helpful when figuring out sort of the causes behind burnout and sort of testing your symptoms is we have a test or a quiz. We have a free quiz we've put together at bossup.org slash burnout. It's bossup.org slash burnout where people can go take a quiz to test their symptoms Because burnout really happens when you have a lack of agency, rest, a sense of purpose, and a lack of community. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have rest, agency, purpose, community sort of healthy in your life 
or when many of those things are faltering, uh, that's when you set yourself up to burn out. And it's actually really scary because burnout affects the highest achievers amongst us, people who care so much about their work. Um, there's a really interesting example in Glynis McNichol, a, uh, a, a New York Times, uh, sorry, a New York City-based writer who uh, sort of reached the pinnacle of her career and wrote about this in Elle magazine, in which she was staring out the window of her high-rise Manhattan office where she had been slaving away, right? She'd been working away so hard to get to where she was today, but she was completely tethered to her work, completely wrapped up in the you know, 24-hour news cycle, that she looked out the window and saw the trash disposal workers of the city driving their truck around collecting garbage and had this escapist fantasy mm-hmm. of wanting to trade it all in and mm-hmm. just have a, a job you could clock in and clock out of. Yeah. So one real red flag to look for, and not that there's anything wrong with being a waste disposal worker, but when you have achieved what you've always wanted or thought you wanted to achieve and you find yourself with escapist fantasies, that can be a really big warning sign nice. as well. Yeah, very, very great example. I think some of us have probably had a few of those, uh, you know? You know, the good news about burnout is actually as hard and as devastating as it can be, it's actually pretty quickly treated. It's not as serious as clinical depression, right? It can be treated by renewing your sense of a leadership identity or reestablishing your own power, even in small ways can make you feel more in control of your life. But it is serious and to be taken seriously. And and therefore, we need to be aware of the signs and the symptoms and get on top of those once we right. feel like those are, those are happening. Um, Emily, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the opposite of burnout. I'm <laughs> going to talk about being surrounded by women... Um, as you were most recently at the Mm -hmm. United State of Women Summit uh, there in D.C. And Mm -hmm. talk about what that experience was like. Because when we talk about a community, this was definitely uh, among the best of communities, I am sure. So everybody stick around. More from Emily Aries when we return in just a moment. Purse Strings. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at Ezoic.com. And join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with Ezoic. That's EZOIC.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Emily Aries. She's the founder and CEO of Bossed Up, which is an innovative personal and professional training organization that helps women craft sustainable careers. And we've been talking about burnout and how not only Emily's personal experience with that and how that led her to create Bossed Up, but just what were those symptoms of burnout and how you can truly get on top of it, take action, and uh, kind of turn that all around. Um, But we're going to transition now to an opportunity Emily had to participate in Michelle Obama's United State of Women Summit a few months ago there in D.C. Emily's based in D.C. Uh, and had spent her previous career uh, doing political organizing. Uh, I can only imagine what that day must have been like, Emily, uh, <laughs> just to describe it. Yeah, it was overwhelming. So the funny thing is, I thought I was maybe the only one feeling overwhelmed by how incredible the United States of Women's Summit was because I had just hopped off a red eye the night before coming off of a three-city speaking tour um, to head over there. And uh, so I sort of walked in and wandered in a little bit dazed already. <laughs> um, but what I heard from everyone was that it was almost surreal for every woman in the room because there were about 5,000 activists, organizers, leaders in the women's and gender equality movement. And I was really encouraged to see a lot of men in the room as well who are working tirelessly to make gender equality a reality, you know, socioeconomically, politically, and socially here in the United States. So I was just blown away by hearing from the president who had some incredible words to share that he later uh, authored a op-ed, I believe it was in... Glamour magazine or, or some magazine of that kind in which he talked about how, yes, there are big political changes that need to happen, huge amounts of policy reform to make gender equality a reality, but also we have things that we can do in our own families, in our own households to raise strong, independent, courageous, basically bossed up women like his daughters, Sasha and Malia. Mm-hmm. So, he really blew me away, as did First Lady Michelle Obama, who was interviewed later that day by the one and only Oprah. Uh, but it was also wonderful to see policy advocates like Neera Tandon of the Center for American Progress there, 
my two favorite podcasters, Caroline uh, Con- uh, Caroline Irvin and Kristen Conger of Stuff Mom Never Told You, mm-hmm. uh, who had me on not too long ago. Their amazing work uh, in the feminist space. And then finally, I have to just name drop Wendy Davis, who uh, you know became famous for her filibuster on the floor of the mm-hmm. uh, Texas State House a couple years ago now. Yeah. And I had the wonderful opportunity to interview her on our Career Crush series on YouTube because of our meeting at the United States of Women Summit. So it was really an opportunity to get together and talk about solutions, talk about who's in the space, how we can do more to work together, and really how the president and first lady are committed to this issue well beyond their time in the White House. Yeah, it, it, it had to just be an amazing day. The the women there, the 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 focus, the fact that we're elevating this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been plagued by this issue. It's not going away. It has to be addressed. Right. Uh, I know that the summit focused on some pillars that included economic empowerment, health and wellness, educational opportunity, violence against women, entrepreneurship and innovation, leadership and civic engagement. I mean, it just... Uh, amazing mm-hmm. topics. Did were each of those pillars addressed individually during the summit, or was it more holistically that um, these are the these are the elements that we know have to change, have to improve? Sure. You know, how kind of how did they approach that? So, I mean, it's very interesting because this is such a large uh, scale challenge for us as a nation and more broadly as a world. We know that when women's lives are better, we know that when gender equality is the norm, that everybody's lives are better, right? That, that equality and progress are goals to strive for, not just for us, but for our, our world and for our future. And so how you take on such an enormous topic uh, in a first-of-its-kind you know, White House-backed endeav- endeavor uh, you know, where would you start? Where could you possibly start? So they bit off a lot in the United States of Women's Summit, and I'm so encouraged by how they split things up into tracks. So you could go to smaller panel discussions and solutions seminars uh, in addition to the larger 5,000-person audience plenary-type uh, type keynote addresses by the president and first lady amongst many other people. So they really created more intimate dialogue and conversation uh, and did a phenomenal job considering that this is their first, this is their first go at it. And what I'm encouraged by, and I would really stress to all your listeners, um, because there might even be some exciting news coming from me on this front (laughs) soon, uh, is to keep in touch with the USOW, the United States of Women, uh, and all of the work happening there, because there are going to be a lot more things coming down the pike from that effort. Uh, in fact, a lot of ways that women all across the country can get involved and be in person um, for future opportunities with them. So I can't oh, say too fabulous. much right now. Oh, it sounds exciting. Much, yeah, but it's, it's very exciting that, to see that that first summit was really just the beginning of a long-term vision that is really led by the first lady and uh, the president, and it's not going away anytime soon. 
I love it. I love that it's not a one and done. That this is a concerted mm-hmm. effort to, that will continue to 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 get momentum. Um, and I yeah. do encourage everyone to hashtag State of Women Movement. That is a, an official hashtag, and you can declare how you're going to change tomorrow today. You can go online um, to United State of Women, uh, and you know check out the generator there on the summit website. There's just lots of ways that you can engage, and I encourage as mm. it does everyone everyone doing that. So, um, you clearly were inspired. So do you think that will have <laughs> yeah. an impact on your work, the work you're doing there at Bossed Up? I mean, besides the thing you can't tell me, but. Yeah, that. I know it will. I wish I could tell you all the details yet, but it certainly <laughs> will. I think, um, what I love about the Obama tribe, and really I say that broadly speaking about all of us who ever played a role in the Obama campaign or the. Uh, organizing for America work that came after the 2008 campaign, but was a continuation of Obama's leadership, of the Obama family's leadership, is something that the president said to us at the first inaugural ball held back in 2009, uh, where he addressed the staff, the staff who had played a role in getting him elected. And he said to us, right before Arcade Fire took the stage, and I think Kanye West for some amazing <laughs> lineup that night, he said to us to look around you, right? Look to your left, look to your right. The people, the kids that we were, were going to go on, and the training and tools and experience that we had gained through his commitment to true community organizing in a way that presidential campaigns had never quite seen before, that was transformation that was going to spread like ripples in a pond, right? Each and every one of us was going to go on and take that information and take that experience and apply it to different arenas in life. And I think back to that moment, not knowing, not having any clue how I would apply those lessons learned for empowering others to take charge of their lives and their communities being impossible. You know, it was impossible for me to foresee how that would come to bear in my life later on and in founding Bossed Up, an organization which, of course, is a training company, but it's really here to help women feel that sense of empowerment in a practical way and how to organize to our own selves and to the communities around us uh, to get to where we want to go. And I I think that that commitment and those words uh, were really wise on behalf of our president and for seeing how this Obama family would come back together. Mm-hmm. So I like to, you know, I, I, that beginning part of my career absolutely has a big part of where I am today uh, and is, is part of what I give credit to and knowing how to become an entrepreneur, which is yeah. not what the Obama campaign was for. It's not a, an entrepreneur training ground, but it ended up being an opportunity to um, – now, many years later, come back and see what other folks are doing, including all this activity around the United States of women and be a part of that. Yes. And, and see where that's going to take you next, because that journey mm-hmm. is not over, which is so exciting. Yeah. So when you're ready to talk about it, you need I to will. come back. And... The first 
now. <laughs> awesome. Tell us all about it because we yeah. be excited for you. And I, I really do encourage listeners today, if it's not you, but maybe it's someone you know and love and who you feel um, is grappling with burnout, uh, you know, is grappling with some of those symptoms that Emily talked about, I encourage you to go to bossedup.org uh, to learn more about what Emily and her team offer and how you can get involved. And, um, you know, you can also book Emily to come out, speak to your group, your organization, your company. Uh, you can do that through bossedup.org or you can also go to her name, emilyaries.com. That's E-M-I-L-I-E-A-R-I-E-S.com. Emily, thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been so wonderful to have this conversation. I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. It's a very important one to have, and I'm glad you could make the time. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.